listening to Bros Let's Talk. Let's talk. Pat here with Sean and Andy. No Jimmy. He's on uh, in Miami taking a honeymoon five years overdue. So I hope he's having a great time. Actually, we know he's having a great time. He's been texting us updates along the way about his frequent bathroom visits from all the seafood he's been consuming down there. So how are we doing, gentlemen? I'm good. Gucci. Solid weekend. Sean and I got roasted in the sun yesterday. Oh my god, roasted! But you look, you look a lot better than you did yesterday. Yeah, that photo I sent you guys was probably my peak redness. Sean's chest is super red. Can't see it, but it's a bit lobstery. He's been putting on uh, aloe tough. and whatnot, whatever us white Irishmen need to do to keep our pale skin fresh. I don't but, know how much water will kill you from a single day, but I have had at least 110 ounces so far. I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna crank it up to 180. I think today. We'll see what happens. Ooh, you've been just That's pissing nice. straight clear water. Yes. Yeah. I could probably drink my own piss. No, no worries. <laughs> hey, you could conserve some water there. Piss back into your Yeti and just drink it up. You know. There you go, Bear Grills. <laughs> straight recycling. That's exactly. Right. Reservation. It's a beautiful thing. There's a lot of stuff we want to talk about, though. A lot of shit has happened since last week, and you guys haven't been on in two weeks. So, bros, let's talk. We're going to start in kind of a weird spot. Last Yesterday, slash last night, had some people over here to enjoy the first real summer weather day, on the weekend at least, because it's been rainy and not warm. First time really got to use the pool, and as we mentioned, we got roasted. And as the day and night went on and more and more alcoholic beverages were consumed, somehow... This, I think Corey brought it up, which is the least surprising thing in the world, actually. But <laughs> That's right on, right on target. <laughs> <laughs> he brought up the question of how much money would it take for you to Jason Biggs-esque in American Pie have sex with a pie on camera? And that was the main kicker was it wasn't just having sex with the pie. It has to be on camera. And I don't know about distribution or whatnot, but obviously the the video evidence is so it can be seen to, to for the world. Because in this day and age, something like that gets recorded. It's getting out there. Everyone's going to see it. Any thoughts on this? I mean, I don't think I came up with a firm answer and I'm still... Because that's a weird label to take on, pie fucker. <laughs> All right, so I thought about this a little bit, and 
the so I think there's always there's always been that kind of outlier question that people have asked, you know, hypotheticals. How much how much would it take for you to have sex with a person on camera? And that number is generally pretty high because you're putting it out there. You're basically in a porn that for the world to see your family, your coworkers, your friends, everything. It has to be higher than having sex with a person. 100%. Even though even though it's probably way easier and pro- <laughs> it's probably it's probably more comfortable to do that way like than to have the awkwardness of having a, a sex tape, but <laughs> it's got to be way higher because you are you are then labeled like you said Jason Biggs ask the pie fucker. So I'm saying I think my number for having sex on camera is usually I think I've floated it out there that it's like around 10 million or something like that. Something something not outlandish because I'm not saying that I never would, but it has to be high enough to where I'd be pretty set. Yeah. If it's a pie and I am going to be labeled the guy that fucked a pie on camera, <laughs> which let's be clear, there's probably videos of people fucking pies out there on the internet. Oh, but God. now your friends, family, again, coworkers is a big one. Um, yeah. You're known anonymous. as that guy. <laughs> yeah, no face involved. <laughs> yeah. Just below the waist. <laughs> I recognize you by your sunburn, asshole. <laughs> yeah. right. I recognize th- those pubes anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I'm probably going like 25 mil. I was thinking like 20 million because here's the thing. Yeah. Being labeled as the the guy who has sex with a pie sucks. Being labeled as the guy who has pie sex with pie for 20 million dollars hurts a lot less. And <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. You mentioned like the coworkers thing, quit my job, do whatever the hell I want. Exactly. Right? So I never that, see those people See that, that takes out a huge group of your life automatically. Yeah. The friends and family thing is really difficult. I would have to live with that shame for a little while, but after I bought some stuff for some people, I think they would forgive me. Definitely. And then lastly, I also agree with what you said about how it has to be more than if you had sex with a person on camera because if you premature ejaculate in a pie, you are going to be Christ. the most made fun of person <laughs> in the world. At least if you're having sex with a human and that happens, you can you can like excuse that in some but if some reason the the stars align and the moon's align and on that night that pie was the best that you'd gotten in quite some time and you were just like oh, that would be you could never come back it, from that you could never come back from that's that. a huge that's a huge piece like how big of a dry spell am i on at that point <laughs> pie, pie might be looking pretty good at that point dude you know it's gonna smell good maybe it's just, maybe it's just a little bit higher than my human number but sean do you See, have a specific the, number well i i think it's funny the, that yesterday, the friends oh go ahead andy the friends piece, I feel like if you were getting paid a large sum of money, you can just look somebody in the face and be like, hey, fuck face. Yeah, you can you can label me the pie fucker all you want. I'm going to slap you in the face with a $1,000 <laughs> worth of $1 bills. And you can and then just it, like bitch. literally Right, yeah. <laughs> the worst part about it would be like looking your mom in the face and her knowing what you've done. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Unforgivable. What have you done? That is the ultimate, I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed. Yeah, no shit. 
Oh, man. So, first of all, if one of you guys did it, I would definitely have a nickname for you, and it's going to bring a whole new term or meaning to the term piebald. So, I'm definitely going to blast you with that. <laughs> That's for starters. <laughs> and after that, yesterday the number started at a million, and it went down. It went what? down. Yeah, it went who down. Said a, who said a million? It started at a million. Well, if Corey started the I think the combo, Corey was doing all the talking, if I'm being honest. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. you're right. That also sounds right. right he was, like, negotiating right himself down. Talked himself down to, like, 200K. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing. If I, so, I'm, if I do it, the friends aspect, you're right. I'm steering right into it. If I make $20 million... I, that next weekend, I'm having everyone over for a pie-eating contest. I'm straight up steering oh, right into it, <laughs> and they won't know if I brought that pie there or not, Dude, but I'll make them think be, about it. Uh, it's definitely going to be the same type of pie, at least. One yeah. person. Some people get pot pies. Some people get... That was another know. thing that got brought up. Would it cost extra for you to do it with a pot pie? Cool down enough to where it, you didn't uh. like... like burn your dick completely you know like human body temperature yeah. <laughs> uh i don't think it i don't think it would cost more for me my first inkling was that it was that, that's what i said if it was hot honestly <laughs> right. then like uh, my counteracting point was like the only way i would do it hot is if i had like one of those like those condoms that that make it feel like that cool sensation because i feel like <laughs> it might counteract it but still I was a no go when I thought about it because you're still burning your dick. I'm and that's th- like I'm say, I think the if you're gonna bang I think the a only thing that's gonna wear a condom, I'm definitely gonna make fun of you. Just saying, <laughs> dude, I don't want to have little Popeye babies running around this world. Just saying. Well, that's how Marie Callender Popeyes get made, dude. <laughs> that's what I was Got just it. gonna say. Is the only thing that I think raises my price is if it's some sort of like blueberry or raspberry pie that could legit permanently stain my dick. <laughs> Just have a blue ass dick. That might that, that might was... raise my price. I didn't even think about that. Pieball. I mean my my <laughs> my first inkling was apple. So then I was like, oh yeah, but that's then clean. The more you dig into it, yeah. Well, hold on. Here's the thing though. Do you want to ruin apple pie for yourself? Because if I fucked an apple pie, I'm not going to want to see another one. And I love apple pie, so I don't want to fuck. I guess around that's a like good that. point. Like, pick your least favorite pie. But also, if you go with raspberry, you got to look out for seeds and stuff. Like yeah, you know what I mean. I'm I'm You're talking. I mean, in general, just with all the <laughs> you might be tattooed the, with everything going on in that pie. Like I feel like you got to be careful, regardless. You don't want any of that stuff going inside. Yeah, exactly. Your pee hole. I think I would be happy if I premature ejaculate. You get in and out quickly, <laughs> and then. <laughs> well, I'm just that's saying, dumb. how long do you really want to fuck a pie for? <laughs> that's right. True. I mean, if you, if I can get in and out, yeah. Imagine lasting too long. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, like 25 God. Okay, minutes this is, just banging this is really, at some this point, is really you're just going banging, on. Like, you're just hammering away at a pile of mush in your hands. Like, and I, it's okay. not going to stay. And not that, this, not that this would matter at all, but when we're talking strategy, because I know in the movie he just straight up missionary on top of the pie. I feel like I would just like hold it on myself and not be – so it's not – you don't feel like you're actually – banging the pie like he's laying down on the pie dude you have to fuck the pie the pie can't fuck you (laughs) (laughs) i want the pie to do the work (laughs) all right wait hold on after one more thing when i finish i'm definitely gonna look at the camera and say a la mode (laughs) 
Just saying. Uh, all right, we need to move on. Hold on. What are we at? We just talked for 12 minutes about fucking a pie. Pretty in-depth. We need to move on. This was That's longer we than we've yesterday. talked about some sports discussions. Seriously. This, this isn't as long as we talked about it yesterday. <laughs> talked about it for like 45 minutes This yesterday. was kicked around for a while. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Well, speaking of pies, uh, the other night, uh, Patrick texted our group thread, and um, it's not uncommon to get these types of texts, but Pat, <laughs> Pat chimed in and asked us if there was a more versatile food in the entire world than a pie. And Pat, I will let you ex- explain your argument Okay, first. So- so it started, Alyssa and I were just talking about different types of pie, and this has no relation to the whole sex with a pie thing. That came days later. We were just talking about how pies are delicious. And then somehow chicken pot pie got brought up, and it just, the connection never clicked in my head or something that a blueberry pie and a chicken pot pie were technically the same food with just different fillings in there. And then I started thinking about how, like, a quiche is a breakfast pie, essentially. It's got, like, the crust with the egg on it. I looked up recipes. There are other breakfast pies that exist. One that looked particularly great was a pie crust filled with eggs, cheese, and I think it was, like, uh, onions and red peppers. And then maple weaved top, uh, maple bacon weaved top, which looked phenomenal. Um, amazing and, and we kind of we kind of talked about the semantics a little bit because we threw down some other some uh, threw around some other ideas like Andy brought up burritos and crepes I think which were both really good options because you could have a breakfast burrito you can eat a burrito for lunch or dinner but essentially the same thing with burritos and pot pies you could eat them both for lunch or dinner but it's the same content it's not like there's a different burrito for lunch or dinner just like there wouldn't be a different pot pie. But my argument was that you could eat a pot pie for breakfast, lunch, dinner, and the main one, dessert, which is what most people know a pie for. So I I thought about this some more, and I was with Lena when we brought this up, or when you texted us. And so she was kind of firing off some things, and I thought about it for a little bit more. And I think my comeback to argue against that is the taco. And... The reason I'm going that is because you have a Choco Taco. Yeah, we, we 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 mentioned that last night too because we also had this conversation and the Choco Taco came up. So definitely a worthy competitor to a pie, and probably if we're being honest, more universally appreciated than pot pies. Uh yeah, I'd agree. Like I more think people pot pies would... don't get a fair. Agree. A fair exactly like. like Pot pies, pies are fucking delicious. That, like that, that's pretty much the epiphany that came to me the other night when I texted you guys. I was like, dude, pot pies are awesome. I never <laughs> realized how awesome, or just pies in general. I want to take the pot pie not get enough credit thing a step further because everyone thinks chicken pot pie, but I prefer beef pot pie. Beef pot pie is real Shepherd's good. Shepherd's pie? Shepherd's, oh, Shepherd's pie, that's a good one. Yeah, Shepherd's it's got their mashed, mashed potatoes, potatoes and beef oh, yeah, and yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. Uh, like uh, corn and peas in there. Pretty much that all the really same good. stuff, but mashed potatoes. So, and then this all this all started actually the other day at work. We had this thing, all these trainings going on last week, and to try and entice more people to come in, they had food at like every single session, two a day. It was insane. But the one day they Smart. had uh, this this place. It was called Spilt Milk in Oak Park, and they had they sell 
savory hand pies are what they call. They look like a little calzone, but they're they're like filled. They had a spinach artichoke and chicken adobo, and they were delicious. And I was like, the fact that it was called a hand pie, I was like, I would never consider that like a pie, really. But it was like crusted like a pie, and it's obviously not traditional pot pie style or whatever. Right. And then that's what got me like into this snowball effect of looking into different pies and stuff and realizing how amazing pies are my cousin had pies at her wedding instead of a wedding cake that is amazing i got mad respect it was awesome actually i have birthday pie every year not birthday cakes i don't like cake dude i used to have cheesecake i used to have cheesecake every year because i don't really like cake either there it is. You just changed the goddamn game for me, dude. <laughs> I'm never having birthday cake again. I don't know why I never thought of that. Dude, it's your fucking it's birthday. It's pretty much every year my mom, <laughs> my mom just... fuck you want. That's right. <laughs> my mom just texts me every year. She's like, what kind of cake do you want? She always cooks me cake. And I love my mom's cake. It's not like I, I don't like cake. I love a ribeye, 12-ounce cooked medium rare. <laughs> Next year when she sends Still it... Still want the candles. She, when she says, what <laughs> yeah. kind of cake do you want? I'm just going to respond, blueberry pie. Yeah, there you go. Or apple pie. Thanks, Sean. Thanks, Hell yeah, dude. And also, Entenmann's has those... I haven't had one in a while until actually a couple weeks ago in Wisconsin. They got those, like, fruit pies or whatever. The mini pies? Like the little ones? Those are really good. Those those were kind of light. The hostess ones? Yeah. Those are so good. They were good. Gosh, pies are awesome. Tacos are also awesome, though. That's a really good point. And burritos and crepes. I love food. And these are also considered pies, according to... Google pastry, obviously, but a tart, a tartlet, quiche, uh, patty, or a turnover. I don't know what patty is, but I've had turnovers before as well. Also considered turnovers hand are pretty pie. good. All in the pie family. That's all the pie. Wow. Interesting. See, pie, super versatile. Also, pizza pie. <laughs> pizza pie. There you go. Uh, eh, that's a stretch. Now the definition says definition, the definition. a baked dish of fruit, meat, or vegetables on top of a base of pastry. That's a pie. Mm. If that's the case, then uh, the pie is the greatest food ever created. Yeah, that's yeah. I, <laughs> that changes inclusive that, of all that, those that things. It the is literally the greatest food of all of all time. <laughs> Pizza pie really puts it over the edge. Yeah. All right, big pie guys. We're gonna celebrate Pie Day hard next year because I've been <laughs> underappreciating pie my entire life. Now we know be, we all have. It's gonna be the greatest pie <laughs> celebration in the history of mankind. Quiche, pizza pies, blueberry pies, apple pie, chicken pot pies, beef pot pies, turnovers, we just found out. Savory hand pies. (laughs) Hot pockets. Those are probably pies. Most likely, according to the definition. Fast food pies. Marie Callender's pies. pies. (laughs) All right, we're going to move on from pies. There's a lot going on in the NBA right now. It's eight... (laughs) Oh, eight. Hard transition. 8.08 <laughs> Central Time, Sunday night. Free agency has officially been underway for about two hours, right? Or, or was it 6 Eastern? Uh, it was 6 Eastern, so 5 so three, Central. So three hours it's been underway. And here's what we have so far. Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant are both joining the Brooklyn Nets, according to Woj. Uh, four years. And DeAndre Jordan. And DeAndre Jordan, uh, four years, 141 million for Kyrie. Four years, 164 million for Durant. No idea what DeAndre Jordan. Um, Not that. 
Damian not Lillard. That. He got Damian Lillard paid. re-signed with the Trailblazers four years, one hundred ninety-six million. God damn. Um, Chris Good for Mid- him, man. Right? He loves Portland. He really does. That's awesome. And he's awesome. Chris so, Middleton yeah. re-upped with the Bucks for what was it? Five years, one hundred seventy-eight million. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he got paid. Ridiculous. Julius <laughs> Randle just signed with the Knicks, three years, sixty-three million. Brooke Lopez uh, back with the Bucks. Yep. Let's basically have- it's it's a great time to be an NBA basketball player. These guys are the Bulls. Oh, I forgot the championship <laughs> signing. The Bulls signed Big Thaddeus Young, three years, forty-one mil. That's right. Championship. <laughs> That's gonna bring in the Just big names. To not, <laughs> not even considered for one second by any big free agent. Not even in the conversation. Who so was it? It pathetic. Was Dar- the Darren Collinson situation. Oh, so he, <laughs> he was him and the Bulls were in talks to uh, potentially come to terms on a deal, and then he decided to instead retire to become a full time Jehovah's Witness at the age of thirty one years old. Instead of playing for the Chicago Bulls. That is a red flag. That's He probably walked in the front door, talked to Garpax for like five minutes, like, fuck this, I'm out. <laughs> right? <laughs> I need to spread the word of something. So just Should we left. tape like four or five different uh, versions of this podcast for where Ka- uh, Kawhi for ends Kawhi up? Ends up? You're like, wow, man, I can't believe he went to the Los Angeles Clippers he's going to be the only one there for a while. And then we'll tape another one and be like, wow, I can't believe he teamed up with LeBron and AD. They're going to be dominant out in the West. Wow. I can't believe Kawhi went to the Knicks. Fuck that team. (laughs) Well, there it is right there. Depending on what happens, I will cut the podcast to have that reaction that Andy just read out. So I love it as well, as long as it's done tonight, otherwise fuck you, Kawhi. I'm not waiting. I got to get this shit up, (laughs) (laughs) but it's a, Guys are getting paid like crazy. We I texted you guys earlier. Nikola Mirotic ended up deciding to just leave the NBA to go back to Spain. He still got six years, seventy-eight million to go to Barcelona, yeah. and he sucks. Remember Not when Tony Snell got like forty-five million a couple of years ago? Dude, it's insane. If you Tony fucking Snell, if there's anyone out there listening who's in between the ages of like fourteen and seventeen. And you're like six feet or taller with huge wingspan, long arms, big feet. <laughs> Play basketball. You'll make $100 million in the next 10 years. And then start throwing lefty. And then when that happens, <laughs> remember this pep talk and send us a fat check. Please. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. We're here changing lives on Bros Let's Talk. Wow, I was going to go to college and go to MIT, but then these guys told me I should start playing basketball and I'm end up rich. <laughs> Life changing stuff right there. Also, I've been banging pies for ten years. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, let's talk about a little. <laughs> oh, Shan, Shan Cannon. Let's talk about how I guess the landscape has shifted, though, because now that the Nets have both those guys, Durant is going to miss this whole season with the Achilles injury that he suffered in the finals when he came back. So, oh, did you? I, I meant to mention this. Did you guys see that? So the big story, not where these guys are landing, but the Knicks missing out on basically everybody that they cleared up room to sign. And apparently it just came out that Ramona Shelburne came out and said that the Knicks were unwilling to pay Kevin Durant a max contract because they were worried about his injury. What a fucking botch job. 
It's if such you're a the disaster. Knicks, you pay whatever the fuck he wants. I don't care if he comes back and he can't walk in a year. <laughs> At least you tried. Like, dude, that fan, the whole New York Knicks fan base is. I don't blame them. When you you have a chance to be seated at the table in those discussions and be one of the final four teams he's considering, you pay him the fucking house. Right. Like, if the Bulls are in that situation and this happened to them, I would be renouncing my fandom from the Bulls. (laughs) I swear to God, I'm on edge of doing so. The only thing that keeps me in is the fact that we had the Jordan era. Yeah. Like, I don't want to abandon that because it was amazing. And it's one of the best dynasties of all time. But we suck. And we've sucked for 25, 30 years almost since then. Dude, don't forget the Baby Bulls. <sighs> the Baby Bulls <laughs> had some moments. Um, enough. We also forgot to mention, I don't think it's official yet, but Derek Rosen talks with the Pistons <laughs> on oh, a two-year deal. Ugh, that would suck. <laughs> I don't know if I really want the Bulls to bring him back, but I don't want to see him in a Pistons uniform. Yeah. Unless it's those sweet throwbacks from the nineties. Dude, with Damn. the horse horsepower. Yep. I bet sick. you those were called horsepower jerseys. <laughs> I'm now that I'm thinking about it. Gosh, dude. We're unveiling so much on this episode. It's great. <laughs> I say let D Rose play wherever he wants. But uh, but back to what I was I guess what I was getting at. Sorry, unless you wanna I got no, nothing else okay. to say on it. Okay. That was me that threw it off track. So now you're in another situation where the the, the Nets are coming off uh, their first playoff season in like six or seven years, something like that, back when they played the Bulls in like 2013, I want to say. So like six years, I think. Um, they had a great surprise um, season from D'Angelo Russell, his best year as a pro. He made the All-Star game. Now they're renouncing his rights, becomes a free agent. Um, but you had a good thing going, and now you make kind of a risky move with bringing Kyrie in. I know he's very talented, but you kind of saw what he did to the chemistry on the Celtics this year when he played the full season. Last year, they were a couple games away from making the finals, uh, made, you know, played against LeBron, the Eastern Conference Finals, and the Cavs, and, uh, but then they get Kyrie back this year and just kind of fall flat at the end, and Kyrie's pointing fingers and just pretty much bounces out. A lot of questions about his leadership ability and if he can be the guy on the team. So now he comes into this team that just is coming off some success this past season and an improved season, and we'll find out quick if this was a mistake or not, I think, because either he's going to come in and help them continue to progress, or he's going to do exactly what he did in Boston and be a head case and a weirdo and ruin that chemistry before Durant even plays one game. See, I think it's kind of a weird, it's a weird dynamic with Kyrie because he wants to be the alpha on the teams that he's playing, but I think he he's better as the secondary option where LeBron could literally get in his face and be like, hey, you're fucking up right now. You're chucking. You're holding the ball. Give me the ball. And a guy like Kyrie, whether he listens or not, like if that stuff's public, like people are going to side with LeBron. And so this first year where he is the guy in Brooklyn, I don't know if they're going to see the success that they want to, but I think it's obviously their team's going to be better when Kevin Durant's there, but I think it's more so it's the team's better because Kyrie is not the number one. He is a great fucking player, but him being, you know, the only guy out there that he feels like he needs to take over a game. And there've been times when he has, I mean, 
when he was on the when he was on the Cavs, there were times when LeBron just wasn't on his game, and Kyrie took over. He hit some huge threes, but I think they're better off if Durant. It, again, obviously they are a better team with Kevin Durant on the team, but it's more so I think that he takes a backseat to the superior player in Kevin Durant. Yeah, I mean, Kyrie's got to recognize that they signed him not just to get Kevin Durant, but a big reason why they brought in Kyrie is because they knew it would help him land Kevin Durant. I mean, yeah. that was the main prize. And, uh, I mean, Kyrie's getting paid like an A1 player. He should. But he's definitely better as a B, like you said. I mean, his defense is subpar. He's small. You know, his handles are sick and he can shoot. His passing is probably a little better than average. But, listen, when Durant's back, it's got to be his show. It has to be. And the problem, you could see the dynamic where Kevin Durant has been kind of toted as being soft-spoken or almost being, like, the best player but still almost like a beta on his own team. Mm-hmm. So, Very I mean, weak, like, mentally fragile. Yeah, I mean, he, him and Westbrook, he left there, and then he got to um, Golden State, and I think it was still Steph Curry's show. He was, you know, the captain of the ship. So it will be interesting to see what the dynamic is there with Durant being he would be better suited as the alpha but almost acts like a beta and Kyrie who acts like a beta but wants to or who is a beta but wants to be an alpha it's going to be interesting for sure there's a lot still to shake out too I mean Jimmy Butler is still undetermined they're saying that he's linked to the heat right now yeah um I I was gonna say I just saw got a quick update another Woj bomb Al Horford Signed a four-year, $109 million deal with the Sixers. Sixers are stocking up. Yep, so they just re-signed Tobias Harris mm-hmm. earlier. They've yep. obviously got Embiid and Simmons. Horford seems to fit in nicely, actually, next to Embiid. More of a yep. hard worker, rebounder, defender, um, but can also go up to the perimeter um, with the pick and roll. So, interesting so he, signing there. Here's another one, actually, from ESPN. Sign and trade for Jimmy Butler will send Josh Richardson to the 76ers. And then him go to the Heat, right? That seems to yeah. be the case. Yeah. yeah, so it's official. Yeah, there's there's still a lot of pieces that just need to land. And, mm-hmm. I mean, the the big players are obviously landing in, you know, your dominant teams. Like the Lakers are starting to they're starting to form up. You've got Brooklyn now starting to form up. Nobody knows about Toronto. If Kawhi doesn't go back there, you figure they're probably slotted back to, like, the 6 or 7 seed, at least I would think. Um the Sixers are still going to be there. Austin, I think, takes a step back because they lose Horford and Kyrie. They got Kemba. But, I forgot about that, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, but yeah that, that was a big one. So um, the Knicks didn't totally miss out, though. They signed Taj Gibson to a two-year, $20 million <laughs> oh, shit. deal. Damn. So they got Taj Gibson and Julius uh, Randle, baby. They Huge sound, class. They sound just like the Bulls, dude. <laughs> they did what the Bulls did, except we never had a shot at Durant. <laughs> <laughs> and how embarrassing is that? And we didn't draft R.J. Barrett. <laughs> God, it's a train wreck. Yeah. But it's interesting because, like you said, there's still a lot of pieces to fall into place. Um, one thing that seems to be the trend so far, there haven't really been a lot of people signing in the Western Conference. So yeah. I think that shows that people know that the the better opportunity to get to the finals is in the Eastern Conference because Golden State's still going to be a formidable team. They're bringing Clay Thompson Golden State, back. The Lakers and Houston's still going to be there as long as they keep yeah uh, CP3 and Harden there. 
So I think one thing that no one's been talking about, and I haven't seen any speculation about anywhere that he might go, what do you guys think happens with DeMarcus Cousins? Is there a chance he tries to re-sign with Golden State just because of the way that things went for him last season there and the fact that they lost Durant? He might be a bigger piece of their puzzle now? Well, I I heard originally, and this was before any of the signings today or anything like that, was that... Either Brooklyn or the Knicks were looking to add him as their like third option to the big three. I mean, the big three is the big thing going on in the NBA. You so get three Julius Randle, Taj Gibson. <laughs> right. <laughs> yep, there you go. The big three. Anyway, that was the original rumor was that a team was going to try and sign him, not for a max deal or anything like that, but... A prove-it deal, them pretty their, much. Right. To make it... a their third option but who knows now um if i was him i would go back to golden state i mean there's still going to be powerhouses in the west clay's going to be back and then you've got basically your original team that won a championship yeah Yeah. well and you kind of saw it in towards him a full year of getting healthy and in shape and everything I mean, he's a dominant big man. Well, that's what I was just going to say. You saw it in parts at Game 7. Obviously, he, he wasn't fully healthy towards the end there, but in Game 7, there was moments just where flashes of greatness. where he remembered yep. that he was a dominant player. I think right. part of it, too, is trying to fit in within this team that's already established this great chemistry with their other players. Yep. And then kind of getting thrust in like, oh my gosh, our guys are hurt. We really need you to play big minutes again for us now. And, and when that pressure was on him and all those other guys were off the court and he could kind of focus in on his game, he was playing pretty well in that game seven before they ended up, or the game six, whatever it was, before they right. ended up losing. Um, so I think it would make the most sense for him to stay there. And like I said, I think the fact that, for one, Clay Thompson's going to be out for who knows how long next year to start the season, and now Durant is gone, I think there's, with, with Boogie's skill set, especially now that he's added a three-pointer to his game the last few seasons, he easily fits in with that team, and they can make you can make room for guys like that that can dominate. And his I problem, would, go ahead. I would say that he probably wants to get paid though this year. And while while he's not going to get max money or anything like that, a team would definitely overpay for a guy like Boogie Cousins. And I mean, he basically took last year as a complete pay cut. I mean, he was getting paid shit last year, right? Because he wanted to go and win. No a one, no one wanted to sign him. It was so weird. That's true. I, I totally forgot that he went basically unsigned for like a month. But I, I don't know. I, I could see that going two ways. Where he, he still kind of, okay. We had one year under our belt. It didn't go well. It's still a great team. I can still sign for a decent amount of money here. But at the same time, I could see a guy like that wanting to go and get. You know, a, a decent sized contract just to just to get paid, make your money, right? I think it benefits him. I don't know if he he would see it this way, but it definitely benefits him being on a team like that where there's a lot of veteran leadership because he mm-hmm. he can be a head case and has been a head case for a lot of his oh, career. That's, that's for sure. And he's still coming off. I mean, didn't he got injured again this year, and it wasn't right. necessarily like – I mean, it was significant, he's but it wasn't back-to-back major. He's had back-to-back seasons with major injuries that have made him miss significant time. Right, so. And, and so it might behoove him anyways, the fact that he was like kind of showing those glimpses. It might actually round him out as a better basketball player to stay with Golden State because – it's going to be hard for you to make an argument that there's a better coach or at least a better system in the NBA right now. 
And, you know, if they can kind of try to slot him in where Durant was, I mean, Durant had the best numbers of his career in Golden State. And I don't really even think it's close. So if they can help Durant, they can certainly help Cousins. I mean, and then maybe he hits free agency after if he signs one more, a one-year prove-a-deal hit free agency, he may be looking at max money next year. So. Who knows? Like we said, we're gonna end this podcast, and five minutes later, all the big names are gonna sign, and we're gonna be we're Just gonna be keep so refreshing out of seeing if Kawhi signed. <laughs> I, saw, I saw something funny on uh, Twitter. Someone someone tweeted out. Kawhi's just going to announce it by updating his LinkedIn profile. <laughs> oh, I, I saw something. Kawhi's going to announce his free agent team uh, on PBS. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. So, yeah, hopefully, like you said, I'm, I'm sure by the time this comes out tomorrow or later tonight, whenever I decide to post it, Kawhi will have picked a team after we just spent 25 minutes or so talking right. about NBA free agency. Um, but obviously that <clears throat> will play a huge part in the landscape of the NBA as well, <clears throat> we have a bet going. We had a bet for Ky- uh, for Durant, which Sean won, mainly because he got the first pick. It was a shoe-in bet, but the losers okay. had to buy a, sh- a round of shots for everyone or drinks at our next Riley's outing. So Sean had the Nets, which was correct. We did one for Kawhi. Still Jimmy, drinking Malort. We're taking Sorry, shots of Malort, I guess. We did one for Kawhi. Jimmy's got the Raptors. Andy's got the Clippers, I took the Lakers, and Sean took the Knicks. And if none of those four teams are where he ultimately ends up, then we all have to take a shot of Malort. So two <laughs> shots of Malort, then it would be. Great. It's a win-win, really. Yeah. I, I can't see any any way that that's a losing situation at all. God. All right, switching over, uh, we're going to talk movies really quick. Um, on Twitter the other day, uh, Paul Rudd posted a video outside of the – famous uh ghostbusters it's a it's a firehouse but the building where the ghostbusters uh main movies were filmed and so he announced that he was added to the ghostbusters cast which is slated to come out in 2020 um pretty i thought that was pretty exciting news i mean very exciting news he's a perfect guy for that kind of movie he's more he's kind of got that goofiness um that hasn't ever gone away, but he's still got that just baseline comedic uh, attitude. So I thought this was big. Um, Ghostbusters basically is slated to come out in 2020. It is a sequel to the first two movies. will have nothing to do with the female-driven Ghostbusters movie, and it's supposed to basically just take off from where those left off. <clears throat> it had to be, what, 30 years ago? 30 years the last ago, one I was think. Made? 88, I want to say. That sounds yeah. right. Um, an original cast, everyone that's alive at least. Yeah. yeah, which I think is awesome, too. Yeah, and we talked about this actually months ago when they first announced it, I think. Right. Um, Ivan Reitman, who directed the original Ghostbusters, his son is directing these ones and has been in collaboration with his dad with the storyline and everything. So that part of it makes me feel really good. Um, I'm going to pull up his thing real quick because he actually has made some some movies before. Uh, but, but like you said, Andy, Paul Rudd, is just kind of he's a really hot hand right now. He's he's just a perfect fit for especially a comedy movie. Um, but he's just such a likable guy too. And I feel I mean, even the announcement video he talked about how right. he was sliming in his <laughs> pants because he get, got <laughs> he got added to the cast. And I think um, it's really cool 
obviously they're going to do this, but it's really cool now that they are kind of combining two different eras of comedic legends, I would say. Paul Rudd, you could probably put in that category at this point. When you got guys like Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd, um, and now you're adding Paul Rudd into the mix, I'm sure sure they'll bring some other people on board as well before all is said and done. Um, But I... I am getting increasingly excited about this as it, as more and more information comes out and we kind of start to get little plot details here and there. So, um, but this was this was like the thing that's gotten me most excited about it because Paul Rudd's awesome. Yeah, I'm super pumped. I think he's gonna bring like a he's gonna bring a nice balance to the you know um, was it Vankman esque you know comedy yeah. that Bill Murray brings. <laughs> right, yeah. exactly. It'll be a good balance for that. I am a huge fan of Ghostbusters 1 and 2. I've probably seen each individual film like a hundred times at least. We used to watch it all the time growing up. And I've made multiple posts on Facebook over the years about how I think they're actually underrated. And uh, I've gotten some pushback on Ghostbusters 2. And I actually think Ghostbusters 2 is better than the first one. A lot of people disagree with that. But I'm a huge fan of the movies. I was really upset with the... Resident Ghostbusters expert. Good Dude. to know. Good to know. <laughs> I, I was upset with the all-female version. I thought it got too far away from what Ghostbusters is. And considering... Uh, Sexist. You know, dude. <laughs> considering the original cast is so solid. Um, you know, and they had their little cameos in there or whatever. But this, this is actually very exciting to me. I'm excited to see what they're going to do with it. It's post-Harold Ramis, right? He passed yeah. away and mm-hmm. he was like the creator and the... Pretty much mm-hmm. the the brains behind the entire operation, but yeah, he, I think, I it's think in he good co-wrote hands. the original scripts. Yeah, yeah, it's in good hands with Dan Aykroyd being there, and obviously Bill Murray. And That's what I was just gonna say. I don't think those guys would come back if they if they read the script and thought it wasn't gonna do the originals justice. Yeah. Well, and circling back to what I said before, the fact that the original director is involved, at least right. from a like advisor standpoint, that's got to give them all like the peace of mind that they need to know that they're going in the right direction with it. Now, did did we see if uh, Rick Moranis is going to be back? Because he hasn't done a uh, he hasn't you know he kind of that exit. guy's been off the face of the yep. earth for he, a long time. He did a hard uh, exit stage left thing. a couple. Not a couple years ago, a while ago, while he was still, you know, very valuable as an actor, and and he hasn't come back for anything since. He is not on the cast list on IMDb currently, so Dude. that's going to seem like a hard no for that. Never know. Twenty twenty is still yet to come. What if Rick Moranis just Moranis? actually shrunk himself with a machine from Honey I Shrunk <laughs> the Kids and just disappeared? I wrote an ant uh, into oblivion. Like. <laughs> I would have to say that he's probably out because I just I just heard an interview with Bill Damn Pullman, it. and they had for a very long time talked about doing a Spaceballs remake. Like Mel Brooks wanted to do one, so Damn. I mean, all those guys basically would have been in for that. And apparently, Rick Moranis just didn't want any part of it. So <sighs> That's I would have to think that Barth he's is kind dead. Of, R.I.P. John Candy. That's true. Yeah, I don't know. Well, Rick Moranis, if you ever listen to us, I'm a huge fan of yours. I love all the films you've done. And I'm calling you out right now and saying, you don't got the chops, bro. You don't got the chops for (laughs) Ghostbusters any longer. Unless you you do. You going to take that, Rick Moranis? And that's a chop. You going to take that? And that's a chop. (laughs) Are you going to take that, Rick Moranis? More to come. Probably not. I guess Rick Moranis is just taking that one right on the chin. (laughs) It's embarrassing. I'm telling you, he shrunk himself. 
went into oblivion on an ant or a fly. Or B. Transitioning back over to sports, us White Sox fans, Andy and I, Jimmy and Sean, or Jimmy and Sean are Cubs fans. We got exciting news today that Dylan Cease, one of our potential star pitching prospects in our pipeline. You're welcome. Yeah, thanks, Cubs. He is making his major league debut on Wednesday. Yes, sir. And number three in the prospect list. Yep. Obviously, we've got Kopech, who's injured this year, a Giolito, who was just named at the All Star game earlier this afternoon. So, congrats to him. We also had James McCann and Jose Abreu. Yeah. I think the Cubs ended up with. Yep. Oh, wow. That's awesome. I think the Cubs ended up with. Three as well. They had Contreras and Baez are starting. Chris Bryant got voted in. I think Rizzo yep. should have made it too, but yeah, he he's been coming on strong yeah. of late. So, but Dylan Cease, back to the point, making his major league debut. A lot of people think that he might actually be the best pitching prospect the Sox have. Which, when you look at the way Giolito has emerged this season, that gives you a lot of confidence. And I think it just shows you that um, the Sox are committed to letting these younger guys in the pipeline get up to the major league level this season they're not gonna i don't think they're gonna make the playoffs they're hovering near 500 right now it's been great but i don't think they plan on making the playoffs i think the most important thing is experience and getting these guys up at the at the yep. major league level and the right let's be honest our pitching staff outside of giolito basically sucks right now ronaldo lopez took a step back this year Ivan nova is just here to eat up innings so it, it, it's a no-brainer to bring this guy up. He's ready. You know, if you're worried about him throwing his arm out, he can throw his arm out exactly the same at AAA that he could in the major league. So we might as well just get him up here on the roster, getting innings, getting used to major league batters, and start building towards that potentially dominant young rotation. I think a huge part of it, too, is the emergence of James, or, uh, McCann. Uh, Giolito has been high, high praise of how he calls games. And I think that's a huge reason why they're so willing to get Cease up is because now they have a veteran catcher that knows how to call a game, makes a pitcher feel comfortable when he's on the mound. So I think that's a huge part of it too. Um, And pitchers are a little bit different than hitters when they get called up. Like, you know, they're still waiting on Luis Robert. Um, But calling a pitcher up, I mean, even if they get shelled by major league hitters, they're still going to throw their stuff the way that they – I mean – they either get shelled or they strike guys out and pitch good games. Hitters, they need to like legit adjust to major league pitchers as opposed to triple A pitchers. So that's why they usually wait longer on uh, field positions instead of pitchers. So pitchers usually come up earlier. So I'm excited about this. Um, I'm excited to see how he's pitched, how he pitches on Wednesday. He went through his worst stretch uh, in the minors the last uh, two or three games. He gave up like 16 earned in 17 innings or something like that. Um, it was like two two or three bad games, but before that, he was lights out. And he's got real good stuff if you've ever seen any of his videos coming from AAA. And he's just making minor leaguers look silly out there. So I'm excited. I'm excited the direction that this team is going. I'm excited that they're willing to call these guys up. And the big, the big thing that I saw on Twitter was... There are some Sox fans that are like, oh, my God, we're right around 500. If we call Cease up, you know, we're going to get back in the playoff picture, maybe make a free agent signing. That, I think, would be the dumbest thing in the world. 
because you don't want to overpay for somebody for a rental for four months and then basically get in the second wild card and get bounced in the first round. Like you're not going to win the World Series with this team. So there's no reason to overpay for a rental for four months. Definitely. Yeah, that'd be a huge mistake. I mean, considering you guys do have the cap space for a long term. I was just looking at uh, MLB free agents and there's some names coming to the market that would should really entice the Sox, especially if Cease turns out. I mean, it's going to be, you don't want to put too much, invest too much faith into Cease this year. You want to see some good stuff, but even yep. if he pitches bad, it doesn't matter, like you were saying. But yeah, I mean, you, I would say just forget about playoffs. I mean, if you get in with this team, that'd be, that'd be huge. And if you don't, it just then, adds more experience to the young guys. Yeah. Right. I mean, there's no reason to try and push it. You have year, you have the window that the Cubs had now. I mean, you know what I mean? You're a couple free agent signings or even a couple players you already have. If they turn the corner, you know, a lot of your prospects already have. So if I were you guys, yep. I would be looking at a bright, bright future. I would hope that you can bring in one free agent. I was looking at, Maybe a Paul Goldschmidt if you lose a Brayu or if you land a Brayu and you can bring in J.D. Martinez. You bring in a big bat like that, you guys might have some serious shit on your hands. Well, that's what I was going to say. I, that's a good point I, that you brought up, Andy. I don't want them, absolutely do not want them doing a rental or anything like that. Don't want to mess up the pipeline that they've built up. But I do right. think that they are going to sign someone this offseason because I think they will have shown what they're going to become enough to entice somebody like maybe like a J.D. Martinez or something to come sign here for the right amount of money. And, Sean, you mentioned the— Chris the, Davis. Chris, da- pff, Chris Davis. Oh, that Chris the Davis. Other, the good okay. Chris Davis, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say. 45 you home runs. You fucking asshole. Davis. Take that back. Yeah, right? Okay, Oakland Chris Davis. Yeah. Chris Davis with a K. For a second, I was like, Sean, that was really rude. I know you're not a Sox fan, but come on, dude. But you mentioned, um, you know, McCann. That's a really good point as well that you brought up, Andy. Um, and I think they'll make it a priority to re-sign him. I think he signed a one-year deal coming in. He's also he's only 27 years old. He's been in the league for I think three or four years, so he's he's a veteran catcher. He's caught um, a bunch of games, but this has been his best offensive season. But he still is young enough to where it doesn't have to be a career year, and this could be the type of player that he becomes. He just yep. may be a late bloomer. So um, I think they'll make it a priority to re-sign him this offseason because of the progression that Giolito's made with him as his catcher. Now, I don't know much about the Sox, but is McCann, uh, he, is he like a normal everyday catcher where he'll catch three, take one off? He's become that. He's become that. It was yeah, a okay. platoon at first because they had um, Castro, right? Yep. Ramon Castro. And, mm-hmm. um, and they were kind of alternating, but then McCann started doing well offensively, and obviously he, he was he was ex- catching G- Giolito every time, no matter what. Right. But then as he started hitting better, they started putting him as the everyday catcher, and now he gets, you know, like the day rest or whatever every Three year. Three or four there, usually but or something like that. Giolito yeah. said he's shaken off McCann. He said he can think of four or five times the entire year. <laughs> That's crazy. And when Which you're is awesome. Yeah, when you're That's a pitcher, amazing. the last thing you want to have to worry about is the game, how you're yep. calling the game. You just trust your catcher and the rest will come. Yeah, and how, talk about having the value of having a good catcher when good catchers are so few in this league. Yep. I mean, it goes from your top five catchers are pretty extraordinary in one way or another. And then it really just kind of falls off. And now you're looking at a guy that's batting 220 has a decent arm, right. and if you're lucky, he's got 20 home runs in him. 
if other yep. than the top five, that's pretty much what you're looking at. So McCann is kind of like bridging the gap between the echelons. So if he can keep progressing Agreed. and maybe work his way in, that'd be that's huge for you guys. Well, and and then you have potential looking at a situation where Zach Collins got called up a few weeks ago. He's a catcher. He is technically kind of the the guy who's going to spell him the guy in the pipeline. But yep. he's also a guy who could DH. He can maybe they can get him some games at first that's base. What, that's what they're saying. That's most likely going to happen if they do re-sign McCann. Is that one of those two guys, or they're all, or they will alternate? Because right. they said Collins isn't the greatest catcher, exactly. but he's got a fucking phenomenal bat. Yeah, so. definitely. Well, you guys may use him as uh, some trade bait as well if it's not working out, and if you if you guys that's are getting true. backed up. That's also part of building up a pipeline is using you know the assets when need be for for bringing in proven yep. commodities. Yep. And you look at it now, you know, the Sox had uh, three All-Stars this year. And, Sean, bring up your point about catchers. How about that? Both Chicago catchers make the All-Star game. So that says something about the state of the position in the city. Mm-hmm. But the Sox could have could have had maybe two more All-Stars with, uh, with Mankata, who's off to him. And then, yeah, Timmy got... Uh, to me, got rigged. I think. Yeah, but. I think he. Got I, th- I think he should have made it for sure. Hey, Jimmy. <laughs> I was just finding an excuse to use that. <laughs> but Jimmy. seriously, I can't believe Anderson didn't make it. That dude's. I would say he's like a five-tool shortstop. I mean, he's fast as shit if he can keep the power up. He has potential to be a 30-30 guy. Yeah. Um, but it, at at worst, twenty twenty, which is which yep. is fine, you know. But he, the way that he started off this season has been very encouraging because he was a guy, again, Mankata was always someone who was going to be a big part of the future. Anderson, you hoped for it, but you had to see it come to fruition. And he's got to finish strong still. He's hurt right now. He's on the IL for the next couple weeks, four to six weeks, I think. Or maybe not that long. It's a high ankle sprain. So a couple weeks. They're coming into the All-Star break soon anyway. So he'll get some time off, but he's got to finish strong. And then I'll be more bought in. But I've liked what I've seen. He can he can improve defensively, and then I think he'd really be a top shortstop in the league. But offensively, he's taken great strides this year, so that's been very encouraging. And I, and we talked about it a couple weeks ago, or, or last week when uh, when I was with Jimmy and Tony, we talked about how next summer there's gonna be a lot of good baseball being played in Chicago. I think on both sides of town, and it's. That's for sure. As a Sox fan, that's very exciting. The Cubs have been playing good baseball for the last five years or so. So to have both teams compete, we'll we'll have the town buzzing. 100%. All right, let's jump into our segment. Mock! This is our last episode we'll record before 4th of July. So happy 4th of July, everybody. And we decided to do our mock draft this week of movies with the word America or American in the title in honor of America. So I've got the handy dandy lottery cup. I removed Jimmy's name already. Shake this shit up really good. Third pick. Andy. Ayo. 
Second pick. Me. And that means Sean goes number one in the mock draft of yeah. movies that have the word America or American in the title. Well, I'm just so honored to have the number one overall pick. <laughs> and in honor of 4th of July and freedom ringing throughout the world, I'm going to take American Sniper. Love that. That was in your eighth. Well, that was the that was the thing. Yeah, a lot of these crossover. movies were my A movies. We, yeah, yeah, me and Sean <laughs> talked about that. There's a lot of crossover from our last draft, but we love America. So, all right, I'm gonna take this just so I don't lose it. There's probably better movies out there, but Team America: World Police. Damn, great pick. I was gonna come back for that if it's if it was possible. Um. All right, back to back. I'm gonna go. Um, American Pie. And American fits perfectly. Psycho. Ah, Great that fits picks. perfectly with the theme too. I didn't even realize that before. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with uh, American History X. My second damn one. It. God damn it! <laughs> I am gonna take. Oh, it's so tough. So tough that I'm just gonna have to take uh, American Gangster. And. Coming back for Wet Hot American Summer. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> I didn't even have that on my radar. Oh, what an oh. idiot. What an hey, idiot. JJ, save me a waffle, man. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with Captain America Civil War. Nice. Because okay. it has America and American history in the title. That was not on my radar, so damn it. Nice pick. <laughs> uh, I'll go... Winter Soldier. Okay. And um, American Hustle. God. It's a tough, <laughs> tough day for me. I'm going to go with American Pie 2. My favorite American Pie movie. Great pick. Great pick. I'm going to take... Oh, which one is it? One was good. One sucked ass. First, I'm going to take American Beauty. Damn it. I was hoping that was going to be there. And I'm going to come back for American Werewolf in London. Nice. Good one. All right, this is this is the last pick, right? Yep. Yep. Damn it. I don't really have any good... Oh, Coming to America. Nice. Great movie. All right, my last pick. The last thing on the list, thankfully. Uh, Beavis and Butthead do America. Oh, <laughs> man. That wasn't on mine either. That's a great pick. Dude, that is, <laughs> that is such a good movie. All right. That movie's amazing. Great pick. I see you have braces. I have braces too. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Chelsea Clinton. So stupid. That movie's awesome. All right, honorable mentions. Andy, you said that was your last one. Yeah, I ran out of everything. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I don't know. I I was just going off this list on Ranker. American Reunion, I guess. That one was okay. American American Wedding. I didn't know if I saw American Reunion. Um, I did. It was bad. There's a movie on here just called America, so I'll throw that out there. Rock Rosie solid. O'Donnell. Rock solid. Mm, There's a movie yeah. that got a... <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, I'm taking that off. That's not an honorable mention. Sorry, America. There's a movie that got a 2.8 score called The American Poop Movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The American with George Clooney. Hmm. Uh, 
There's a lot of crappy movies with the name American in it or America. American Milkshake. <laughs> American Outlaws. Jimmy Jimmy used to have that movie on DVD. It was like Colin Farrell <laughs> and Scott McCann or Scott Can. I don't know why. It was probably because Varsity Blues. Um, but yeah, so I'll throw that out there just because I remember seeing that uh, that DVD cover. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Did you guys know there is an American Psycho 2 with I did. Mila, Mila Kunis, Kunis and William yep. Shatner? Yep. It's, it's not very good. I did not see it. It does not uh, sound good. Yeah, I imagine it wasn't good. All right. That concludes this episode of Bros Let's Talk. Thank you for everyone who tuned in. And happy 4th of July to all. We love being Americans, everyone on this show. If you don't already, please subscribe to our podcast and leave a review we're available on apple Podcasts, spotify and our podcast page is bros let's talk.podbean.com for more content weekly throughout the week you can follow us on social media twitter instagram facebook at bros let's talk uh not sure what our recording schedule is like for next weekend but probably have a full sean and i are gonna be in miami the tail end of the week I'll be home Sunday evening. When are you flying home? I think we're on the same flight. We're on the same flight home, so we'll be home Sunday. Maybe we can squeeze one in Sunday night or Monday. We'll try and get a full squad episode next week. It'll be great. Jimmy's currently in Miami, so we just missed him. That kind of sucks. But we love you. For Sean and Andy, this is Pat. Later, dudes. Peace. Later. All right. Leeches on the menji. I hate goodbyes. <laughs> <laughs>